Assalamu alaikum. Hello and welcome to the Halal Money Talk with Tokwe and Rashida. Brought to you by MuslimFinanceLibrary.com, your Islamic finance encyclopedia. I'm Rashida, your Muslim investment buddy. And I'm Tokwe, the Halal Investment Analyst. In the last episode, we talked about black tax and how it affects us as individuals and as a community. If you've not listened to that episode, go listen. I urge you to go listen. And in this episode, inshallah, we'll be talking about how to deal with black tax without sabotaging your financial goals. On the Halal Money Talk, we bring insights to topics on everyday Muslim and money in areas like Islamic banking, Islamic finance, personal finance, halal investing, sadaqah, zakah, work, basically everything that connects the everyday Muslim and money. If this sounds like something that is interesting to you, please like, subscribe, and share this podcast to your friends and family too. So without further ado, let's hop into it. Um, so Tokwe, you know, in the last episode, we talked about black tax and how it affects us, our finances, and, you know, us as individuals and as a community. How do you think one can deal with black tax? How do you think one can achieve one's financial goals, even with having black tax issues. All right. So, uh, yeah. Uh, um, just to start, like uh, we mentioned in the last episode, black tax is something like you said that uh, it's. Um, when I think of black tax, I see sabotaging, and um, to be honest, uh, I do not think we can entirely eliminate black tax in our community or in our society nor do i think we should because that would mean us living a very individualistic lifestyle which is against what we are as a people however just like you said we can deal with it so the first thing i would want to share in terms of dealing with it is everybody should know who their primary secondary and tertiary responsibilities are so let me start for your primary responsibility this would be of course your spouse uh, your children too, your kids are actually your primary responsibility. Yeah. You have a commitment and a right. They have rights over you. You have a responsibility to them. And um, some might dif- uh, some might have a bit of uh, apprehension about this, but I would actually include parents if they are financially incapacitated. I would include parents. Especially into, old parents. Exactly, especially older parents. I would include them into primary responsibility as well. Now... People that are in your primary that are your primary responsibility, you should take care of them as though you're taking care of yourself. Now, another thing, you are also part of your primary responsibility. Of course, if you don't take care of yourself, who will exactly because uh, the society has conditioned, especially men, to believe that uh they live for other people they live for their spouses their children their parents the community as a whole and then they are taught to actually neglect themselves but the truth is you we are our primary responsibilities to think about it you how many times do you see men neglect themselves just to satisfy every other person and then at the end of the day they come back around and see that they have nothing left to even cater for themselves to mm-hmm. so so that happens so frequently that I know many men, especially African men, can uh, relate to this. So that's these are your primary responsibilities. The people in your primary that are your primary responsibility, you should definitely take care of them, including yourself. Now, for the secondary responsibility, now you look at your close extended family, like your siblings, your nephews, your nieces, your cousins. So these 
are your secondary responsibility and um, um how you know i would like you to like put um some form of like insights into how they can become your secondary responsibilities so your secondary responsibility in the sense that they are part of your family and we know uh you are supposed to get your uh, uh they are part of the people that are described they are close to you uh they are not um uh, they are not the people that you're primarily responsible responsible for because men they have their own parents they have more people that are closer to them than you are now but in a case that they need financial support especially for something that is maybe urgent and serious then you should definitely if you've taken care of your primary responsibilities that are severe and serious too you then cannot look at them i'm not saying you should focus on them entirely like you should not shift your focus to them trying to take every you should not cater for every request that they make no you should not do that you should weigh it against set metrics of uh, metrics of things that you believe okay uh, if i don't support them in this they don't have anyone else that is closer to them than i am that can take care of it and it has to be something that is actually serious enough for you to want to go out of your way to take care of them remember i'm not saying you shouldn't cater for them but i'm just saying that you should not be the knight in shiny armor trying to take everything on every time so uh why your tertiary responsibility could be people like uh your community members your people from the same village as you that are not particularly close in terms of family and of course the entire muslim the muslim community as a whole is also a tertiary responsibility because we are supposed to aid and assist one another these tertiary people should only come in after you've catered for your primary and then your secondary now uh or sometimes you might actually prioritize the tertiary depending on the severity again depending on the severity and no one else is able to cater for them uh so i need to define what i mean by i think i need to define what i mean by responsibility so responsibility okay. by responsibility i mean people that can ask you for money i'm not saying that these days anybody can ask anyways oh yeah that's true so you need to actually learn to weigh uh because as humans i believe we are responsible yes. to almost everybody but yes. now it is now left for you to define yes i think um it's it's, it's, you are it's something that has to. to do with prioritizing you know prioritize how you respond to these requests by determining who is your primary secondary and tertiary responsibility absolutely absolutely another way to um help with this black tax thing is first of all remove yourself from the dependency cycle try to break the cycle from your own end we're complaining people are talking that there are a lot of people that are in this black tax thing you know you wouldn't even want to be part of it even if say you are giving money to people extended family and stuff like that you don't want to be part of the people contributing directly to this problem so remove yourself from the dependency cycle as an adult you know especially one who has a job if you don't have a job try to get one as soon as possible so you don't have to depend on other adults that have their own responsibilities you know so as an adult you should try as much as possible to take care of yourself remove yourself from the dependency cycle so that um this thing would not be continuing you know so Topic, what do you see in what what, do you, what what would you say to this yeah 
So I absolutely believe that as an adult, you should, first of all, look for a way not to be a burden on other people. I specifically use the word because uh, if you're needing to keep going to other people and they are not even telling you that you're burdening them, say you have something as simple as you want to pay for your child's school fees and then you need to always go to other people to cater for that. I think you should start thinking about how to 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 take yourself from that out of that situation like you suggested if you don't have a job try and get one and if you're not able to get a job try and learn a skill or just become an entrepreneur that of something that would um, uh, that would be enough to cater for your need but whatever you have to do just remove yourself from the receiving side of black tax uh, i'm saying you know now if you're doing that it means you're actually reducing the amount of problem in the society amount of the situation in the society yes it so can i be, agree it, with you it can absolutely. be hard to reduce the number of people asking directly but one way to do that is you removing yourself from that cycle you know you know there, there is this dignity that comes with the fact that as an adult you don't um always have to run to other adults like you it's sometimes understandable when these things come from way younger people uh, students especially but for adults you know it's it's not dignifying at all mm. may allah um help us and you know um, put our lives in yeah. order yeah and um sometimes do life happens of course so if it's a one-off it's understandable but when it becomes incessant and incessant and it becomes like uh an everyday affair it becomes problems just try and remove yourself from the cycle as much as you can uh, another way to um, mitigate the whole black tax thing is to not reveal your financial information. You know, don't give people your personal information, such as how much you earn, when your payday is. You know, we've heard stories of family members, extended family members, friends who call cousins, like Tucker said, you know, in the last episode, who call like clockwork when they know your payday and you know some some people even guilt trip you when you buy yourself something they consider expensive absolutely you know? <laughs> so keep that part of your life private it's your personal business you know you try to do sodako as much as possible according to your ability and your capability but you you don't give um don't reveal personal information especially if you're in this um situation where you can get into the black tax um thing you try to protect yourself as much as possible uh, yeah i absolutely agree with that i mean i've had people that they they set alarms <laughs> <laughs> just they, 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 they wait for you and you get hello uncle <laughs> they know exactly yeah, when you get and, now. yeah then some will tell you but i'm only asking for like one percent of your salary not knowing that you might have a lot more responsibility than they think of and then when you're unable to fulfill that they are one percent and they say something like oh our uncle is stingy our cousin is stingy he doesn't like to help the family not knowing that yeah you know how much i earn for instance but you don't know how much i spend, spend. so just don't just let it be obscure don't um, give too much information out um i think the low levels of financial literacy in our community is a great contributor to this black tax thing um, one can start with teaching your own family your children your spouse um about personal finance 
and investing and it can help stop the cycle in the family by you know because uh, these children they would have uh, more information that they can work with they will know about budgeting about saving for themselves first you know they will know how to live according to emergency their means, savings. emergency savings savings for retirement early on and it, it could help I, I really think yes, it can help real. break the cycle of yeah. uh, black tax in in a family. And you know, imagine every family does this. Yeah, you start by, of course, teaching yourself to get to know more about it. And I, like you said, I absolutely think it would be of great help because the low level of financial literacy, people not even knowing they can do much more with the little they are earning. Like people don't, some people don't even know they can save. <laughs> Some people don't believe they can become financially sufficient, like self-sufficient. They don't know. Some people have this mindset that they have to always depend on other people yeah. and it is some other people's responsibilities to take care of them mm -hmm. it's it's funny but it actually happens in our community uh, and you know the special thing about this black tax thing is that the, the generation before us did not plan for their retirement and that is what is actually the, the ones before them too didn't plan for retirement and you look at black tax very well it is like um the children having to give pay the parents like pension and pay your aunt pay your uncle because oh they're now in their 50s and they can't get better jobs or something and when you don't save for your own retirement during that time you come back to depend on your own children Absolutely. as well and i don't know if the children are not buoyant enough it, it might be some it might just be a more difficult life for them because the burden of taking care of their parents is on them and it might lead to a more difficult life for the parents themselves as well. So yes. it's important that yes. um, you know, this financial literacy thing is being taught and ingrained into every family system. Yes. And like we said earlier, you just have to say the buck stops with me. Our parents or the earlier generation had a lot of burden uh, transferred to them like their own the generation before them then the generation before them so it's if we don't say it stops here with me we will also transfer it to our own children and they too would so i mean the cycle just keeps going on and on and on a person would have to say no it stops with me so you plan for your retirement such that when you're old even if your kids or your children decide to give you anything it would not be like uh, you need that thing to, to survive. survive it would just be an add-on and they would get the reward yeah. for taking care of their own of yeah, their parents which would be you being kind to your their parents which is you but not like they have to assume the financial burden yeah it could be a burden a serious one especially in developing countries like ours here where um, the, the, the the poverty line is is so thick you know a lot of people live below the poverty line in in this part of the world and you know we still have the issue of black tax uh, one thing again is um don't be an enabler of bad money habits or addictions oh yeah you know <laughs> let me say one thing i've seen poor people gamble away their money drink away their money uh -huh. alcohol burn away their money in cigarettes <laughs> so look at these things many times you find that 
majority of the people that do these things are actually poor and broke. I feel so. <laughs> Miguel, the, pro- the, the problem with that is when um, a person that I is not. I will give a family member who drinks money. <laughs> if you smoke, I'm not dashing you any money. No. Because it's. I don't know. I can't relate with the fact that you take your own money to buy cigarettes, like burn it, smoke it away, and expect me to give you money. It's, I don't know. I can't or, do or, it. Or, or someone that just gambled away their fortune what? or the, their houses sometimes, and then they come back to you expecting you to look upon them with pity. Now, I'm not saying that when the deed has been done, you let them know that first thing first, they would have to take responsibilities for what they've done. They cannot do it the first time, come to you, you build them out, and then they do it again, you build them out, and they do it again. What you're basically doing is you're sending a signal to them that they can be as irresponsible about money as they can be. You will always be there to build them out. Even if it is your your child, you should not enable that level of irresponsibility. Even if it is your spouse, you should not enable that level of irresponsibility responsibility because if they know that you always be there then they can afford to be as responsible with money as they can then what happens if you're unable to then they start looking at you as the bad person so please whatever you do set that boundary and don't enable in any way financial irresponsibility yes especially with people that have bad money habits or addictions you know if you know that giving someone money will end up being harmful for example um people that suffer from alcoholism and other addictions like drugs don't give them money giving them money for the addiction because they'll take the money to (laughs) gamble to drink and to smoke because it's an addiction you know they'll rather smoke than eat you could help maybe by buying them food or grocery or something but don't give money to people who have um, bad money habits and um, addictions you know you're not really helping them all right i absolutely agree with that another thing is okay we talked about letting people be responsible for their own lives and we talk let's you know let's cultivate this habit of talking about money openly mm-hmm. you know um i think uh, sometimes talking about money could be the elephant in the room in many families you know we don't open up and talk about how we are being impacted by this whole black tax thing you don't talk about the the, the psychological struggles that you go through thinking of um there's so many people that you need to give money to and the fact that you're not able to save for your own financial um future so we should be open to talking about these things so that there'll be like a mutual understanding. You know, for example, um, talking about how black tax is affecting you with a friend who also opens up that, you know, it's happening to me too. Like, I'm the one doing this, 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 this. And, you know, it's not easy. A lot of people get into debt doing these things. And I don't know how that's not financially wise that you get into debt just to service um, any form of black tax because you're creating a problem um, on the long run. Ah, all right. Thank you. That's um, that's an important point there. Yeah. One one thing again is um, you know, managing other people's um, expectations by setting boundaries. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. You need to set boundaries. Because um, especially if it looks like you have a good job, some people might think that uh, there is always money there to pick from. Yeah. Uh, there is always that uncle that everyone in the family runs to. Yeah. So it's important for that uncle to set boundaries and tell them, you know, sometimes I have, sometimes I don't. Yeah, and you know, it's 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 important that we communicate what is okay and what is not okay. Like, um, I can't give you money because you want to celebrate one birthday party. But if you're in their need, like you're sick and you need money for drugs and you don't have, you know, that's more reasonable. You're trying to save a life here. Someone that is actually oh, broke and needs money for medicine and someone that is asking you for money to throw a birthday party, for uh-huh. example. So you, you let people know what is okay with you and what is not okay with you. That way they know that, no, you can ask him for money for uh, food if you need to, but please don't go to him to ask for money for uh, party or anything he won't listen to you so you set that boundaries uh it might be hard at first they might call you stingy but on the long run people would definitely know that that is who you are and those are the things that you can tolerate and things you cannot yeah um because um we've seen cases where people get into debts because they want to throw like a funeral party a funeral for for their grandmother or grandfather and you know they are the first grandchild and it's now on them and they already have debts you know these things are not we're not helping ourselves with these sort of things you know you're putting your financial um future in jeopardy you're sabotaging your own financial health so you don't do that aha uh-huh. also rashida there's this thing called um the os- oxygen mask rule okay uh if you're in a if you're in a in an aeroplane or you're in a plane uh and then there's uh bound to be an accident or anything the they will tell you that always put your own oxygen mask first before you attempt to put it on any any other person even your child Mm. so you have to put it for your on yourself first before you put it on even your child not to now talk of any other person on the plane the same ap- applies when you're dealing with black tax. You should always take care of yourself, your immediate needs first, before you now say you want to help other people. Else you, you get into the cycle. Yeah, or you even incur debts to now take care of your own responsibility. Okay. One thing I've learned with experience is many things that appear like it would crash without you supporting... <laughs> Oftentimes will not crash oh, yeah, if life you do will not. Continue, life will continue because imagine someone comes to you with a big uh, problem that looks like if you don't take care of it, you whole thing will not work out, or you're the only person that can take care of it. Never. Just think about it. Many times, if you just tell them, "I'm sorry, I can't." What they'll, happen, they'll find an alternative. They will they, it might even prop them to go do the work to needed to get. Exactly. So imagine you die. Life would continue. <laughs> it's the ways of the world. Uh, without you, we cannot survive. Without you, we can't breathe. The moment you die, you would know that they will definitely survive and they will definitely breathe. So give yourself a breather. Don't put on all the burden on yourself. 
life would continue with or without you. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you should not help people. I am always making this disclaimer. I'm just telling you that you cannot help everybody. It's impossible. However hard you try, mm-hmm. you cannot solve the problem of the world. Yeah. You do your part as much as you can, but don't neglect yourself so you would not join the problem of the world. Yeah, um, Toko, you know, there's this ayah in um, Surah Til Isra, um, verse 29. That Allah said, um, it says, um, you should not put your, you should not make your hand so tight to your neck that, like, you've been tight-fisted, you've been very, very stingy. But at the same time, you should not open it entirely, meaning you should not just be a spendthrift, you should not give everything so that you'd not become someone that is blameworthy and humiliated. Yeah, it and is important for you to understand that even Allah is calling for like a balance. Like a balance. Yes. You should not be tight fisted. You should definitely give to people. Our religion is a religion that calls to sadaqah, to zakah. You should definitely do sadaqah. But at the same time, when a sadaqah will now impact on yourself or will lead you to financial ruin, Allah is calling you to now be balanced in that case. Okay. Yeah, you, you remember, you know this hadith of um, a sahaba going to the prophet and he wanted to give out a whole lot of his wealth. You know, the prophet had to like push him to tell him that the maximum is like uh, one, one third. third yes you yes <laughs> you cannot give everything out to work if, because you have primary responsibilities yes, to have, take it's care better of that too. your children inherit you than you, know, you leaving them it's better to leave your children rich than to leave them poor exactly, exactly. and so you know it's even better that you have something for yourself to depend on imagine you don't have children you still need to take care of yourself in your old age absolutely and, you know do good and you know be um have um yourself taken care of yes so um one thing though that i would say is that you can't save the world you can't help everybody but um one way that we can help with this black tax thing is well you might not be able to like avoid it altogether, fine. But one thing that we can do for a lot of us that we can't genuinely, you know, we can't afford to give financial support many times, you can help in other ways. You know, you can help review CVs of family members, the siblings, the cousin always calling because they are broke and no job. You know, you could help, you know, better their CVs. Yeah, or even give them a genuine recommendation, make a recommendation you know, for so they them get a to job. Yes. Yeah, you could help with interview preparation. Maybe they've been looking for jobs and they've not been getting. Maybe they're not doing the interviews right or something. You could help in that way or, too. Or a family member that is um, financially in a mess, you can help them sit with them and help them like sort draw, out. Draw out like a budget, uh, uh, a help financial them sort plan. out their financial plan. Yes, yes. things like that. Yeah. So, and I'm, you know, teaching them financial literacy skills as well. Oh, these are important ways to help. Like yeah. she said, like Rashida said, you can't help the world. However, those little things can go a long way, even though they are not financial. But eventually, they might actually lead to reducing, as a, on a large scale, the mm-hmm. black tax situation. All right, we've come to the end of this episode. But let's have a recap. You know, we talked about black tax and how to deal with it without sabotaging your financial goals. So we mentioned things like determining who your primary, secondary, and tertiary responsibility um, are. 
you know, um, removing yourself from the dependency cycle. Budgets for black tax have like a maximum that you can give out. Manage other people's expectations by setting uh, boundaries. Um, talk about money. Um, let people be responsible for their lives. Um, you know, don't be an enabler of bad money habits and addictions. Um, teach children about personal finance and investing. And have clear financial goals. Plan for your retirement. And, um, you know, don't reveal your financial information. We also mentioned the oxygen mask rule. Yeah, you save yourself first before you're able to save um, others. And we also talked about the non-financial um, help that you can give to family members, extended family members, friends, like helping review their CVs, helping them prepare for interview, creating and reviewing their budgets, teaching and talking about financial literacy skills. So, Tope, we've come to the end of this episode. Yeah. Um, like subscribe to our channel and share this episode with your friends and family. Um, when you subscribe, you get a notification um, for when the next episode would be on. All right, we've come to the end. So see my... you in the next episode. Assalamu alaikum. alaikum.